coffee. Valtek, action. Welcome everybody to Spam Weekly episode 200. Uh, it is a big, big, big number. We're finally hitting it. It is 6th of March 2023, and it's been a while since we started doing the Weeklies, right? Apparently. Um, I don't but know exactly we, how it started other than <laughs> that, then we never had a plan, do we? Like, we yes. never, like, yeah, let's aim for 800 episodes, or like, let's try it and see, like, let's do one, and then next week we'll do another one, and then here yes. we are. Here we are. And well, we haven't done this in an explicitly, well, if you remember Andrew Connors and uh, Chris uh, Johnson's, um, what was it, the Microsoft online show, right? So they cool, did cool, that cool, every cool, single cloud show. Yeah. They did that every single week for what, eight years in a row, including vacations, well, including everything else. Yeah. So it's like, wow. So at least in our case, we've been having a few breaks here and there during holiday season in the um, summertime and then the holiday season uh, as well. But, you know, pretty consistently. So, yeah, we've been around for a while. Uh, yep. I don't exactly know how many years is it? Three, four, four years? No idea, well, actually. We years. should have done some research, you know. So, <laughs> luckily, we have a host who has probably done all of that work for us. <laughs> yes. So, today we'll have Sebastian Levert <laughs> joining. Um, he did the episode 100 uh, kind of um, interview uh, in vice versa way. So, we had a discussion, and, and basically, he's the host, and, and he wanted to do the 200 as well. So, we agreed. As we were recording 100, that he will do the 200. So here we are. So he's going to be the host in the interview section. But of course, um, every single week, there's a lot of lot of valuable uh, articles from Microsoft and community. And we'll, of course, cover then normally as well after the interview. So because that's a super valuable thing as well. Um, and to call out to people. And please use hashtag PMP Weekly uh, in the Twitter if you are there to tag things. Now, uh, I'm trying to figure out when when did we actually start? Maybe we'll we'll talk about that one. Yeah, where's where's episode one? What's the e <laughs> easiest to find episode one? Uh, uh, I would it? say YouTube. I think it was first, right? I think it was. Uh, was let's it do this DNP right now weekly? live. Um, I can't remember, but we should have a playlist in the YouTube channel for those no, who watch so us. SharePoint in... Dev Weekly. SharePoint Dev okay. Weekly, I think it was first one. So I can see episode 54. Have we lost some of our episodes? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> where's, where's, yeah, so on our community blog, we only have 87 episodes. So that's yeah, that's true. That that's true. But that's uh, different. Oh, that YouTube. is a playlist. Is that a playlist? Yeah. Now I'm in the YouTube playlist, and I can scroll back in time of history to episode. Yes, here we have 17th of August, uh, four years ago. So what's that? 17th of August, 2020, 2018. So. So if four years ago, that, that means that we only miss um, 2018 or 2019, 18, five, five years almost. Well, for, 20, for so 2018, yeah, this is four and a half. Yes, four and a yeah. half, actually. You are 100% correct. So that's pretty cool. Cool. So. It's been a while. It's been, it's a, been while. a while. Anyway, so let's jump on the interview. Uh, and we do that again. We're recording this in a bit of a different sequence. Uh, so we're recording the intro and the articles first. And then we'll jump on the interview in here in the middle. And uh, Seb is going to act as the interviewer uh, this time. I'm probably going to talk about, let's see, community, open source. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Seb is going to talk about himself for half an hour. Well, that's true. That's that. You, you never, never know. know. <laughs> so, but let's jump on that interview and see what happens. <laughs> well, everybody, this is episode 200 of the PNP Weekly. We are with the most famous, um, incredible... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant Sebastian host Lebe. of this show. Um, where's David? Where's Hugo? I miss them. Like, why are they not here? Because I was introducing them, right? No. <laughs> well, Vesa Waldeck, first of all, uh, a huge congrats on 200 episodes of the PNP Weekly. That's a huge accomplishment. I think about it, that's like four years, roughly. 
Roughly. And it's actually a little bit more than that because I know you're you're lazy in the summer and and you don't do a lot of shows over there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like literally four and something years worth of shows. Yep. And Waldeck is remembering, like, is always reminding me. Consistency is king. Vesa does the same thing. So congrats to you. Uh, if I had the button on my stream deck, I would play like a huge round of applause. Uh, but I don't. Oh. <laughs> um, it's that's awesome. Um, it's it's absolutely great to see that, and I think the community has grown a little bit more because of of the work that you're doing there. So, um, my first question to both of you, and I'll I'll let you time to answer, is why are you doing that? Why are you spending that time every week to meet with community members, talk about? blog posts and news and events and really talk about your love for the community. Why are you doing that? Why, why, is, why is that the case? Waldeck? You Waldeck? You there you start? go. Uh, I think, I yeah. think Waldeck, my reason. We decided, we decided to go to do the first episode and then we're afraid to change our mind. No. <laughs> no. Um, if, if I think about like the way I see that is, I I recall when I would start way back when, like I I would have my first blog and like I didn't even have the guts to blog by myself. Like we would blog in a group because like what if we have nothing to say? Well, then there's a group of us to kind of work with each other and have something to say over a period of time, right? And to me, it's all about giving others the stage and help them reach more folks, right? Because there are so many people who do cool things and they start, right? And when you start, you are by yourself and you're like, is this meaningful? And you don't have the view. So you start, yep. you know, this cycle of doubt and is it interesting to folks? Does it matter? Because the numbers aren't there. So, so if we can play a role in that and get it out there, show it to folks like, hey, like these are, People are doing really cool things. Check it out. If we can play a role in that, and I think like we have a place where I mean, sure, we don't reach the millions yet. We're working on it very hard, uh, but we, are, <laughs> we aren't there yet. But if we can, if we can get a few hundred eyeballs and help folks, you know, connect with with each other and learn something new, I think that that is a really cool thing. If we can be a, a part of that. Yeah, it, it's it's. I guess it's a it's a, at least for me it's really, really super easy to associate myself to the trying to build something. I started blogging in 2007, and you don't know actually are you writing anything useful and having an imposter syndrome. All of that is like somebody else has already written about this. I can't touch that topic. So, but having that encouragement for the people was saying that yeah, you're doing a really good job um, and that you're you're doing awesome things um, and that goes insanely far so having that even i've always said well my, my mental mindset is even in social media every single like can be let's say life-changing because you go and like somebody's opinion or something else and that actually generates the goodwill process and effect going forward so promoting the community in pmp or in, or in general uh, with with whatever we have is is a big part of it is just making sure that people get visibility, they are encouraged to continue doing what they're doing. Um, we've seen awesome examples of, of people who started as a, not as an MVP, then they got to be the MVP, and now they're even employed by Microsoft uh, through the, these channels. Me, so. or us, actually two of us. Or David Warner is a good example. So I, I do work with David or, on numerous times, Hugo yeah. as well. So um, we, I, I, so it's it's an awesome group of people um, who've been encouraged to help to do what they do the best, and and they they do it even much better than we do, which is chit chatting um, with Alec. <laughs> but, uh, but getting that <laughs> encouragement is super important. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, a lot of community members, if if not all the community members in the M365 and the PNP communities and Power Platform and all of that are at least uh, thankful of, of, of the work, of the springboard that you offer them, either through a shout out for a blog post, an interview, or just having a platform where they can share um, their ideas. Uh, I would say all of the community, I am 
thankful of this, but I think where are hundreds or even thousands of folks that are thankful. I'd love to get a little bit more personal with both of you. And I guess you also, back in the days, let's say you said you started to blog in 2007, Waldeck, I had, um, I was following your blog when I was like that, that big and I started to do like SharePoint dev and like Wallach has been like a, one of the first folks to, to, to blog on, on SharePoint dev and all of that. And, but do you have a shout out for that person that pushed you to, to go for it? Like it, it might have been, a that, that's a while ago, but I think mm-hmm. I'd love to get also these people, the recognition that they need um it could be you it could be you that just kicked your own butt and decided hey you know what i'm gonna do it but sometimes they're like a colleague that asks you a question and it provokes you and you're like you know what i'm just yep. gonna blog about it so i'd love to have both your uh your feedback on that let's start with vesa uh so in my case i started in microsoft in 2006 uh <laughs> yeah and today is 6000th day in microsoft hey i can do the uh, not crickets clapping uh now uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so when I started back in 2006, uh, October 2007, I was just rolling out uh, SharePoint 2007. There was zero documentation. There was zero guidance. There was zero nothing. API documentation didn't exist. There was a, we didn't have any guidance on what is feature framework, how does the XMLs work, what is the ONET XML, how do we package things? And, and basically, well, I was amazed that they gave me the opportunity of even getting to work in Microsoft, and then we have the four four months, whatever the the you know test period always in the company, so you can basically resign or the company can say let's not continue this. So that was kind of like okay, so I need to I need to be worthwhile within that four months. And I had a colleague called Janne Mattila. Uh, he's he's nowadays actually still employed by Microsoft. He had a journey on the somewhere else, and now he helps in Azure development side. But we basically hacked through all of the document, uh, Spy or what was it at the time? Yeah. So uh, assembler. Reflector. Reflector. Reflector, yes. So looking on the APIs, we, we spent hours and hours figuring out how the feature framework works and the XML files and definition, what are the associations? And as we started like understanding, and you always had this mindset, which is kind of funny now that I'm on the other side, they must have thought about this. There has to be some logic <laughs> behind all of this, this file. Everyone and yes, there did. was, and sometimes there wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but you were trying to have that storyline in place and then Luckily, I had the colleague uh, to actually share, and we were brainstorming. We stayed long, long evenings figuring out how the things work, and then, of course, from there we started then sharing information and and why not do blocking? Because you know, if if I'm the only person who knows how to do extensibility or how does the Onet XML works for SharePoint, I, the product will not be successful. It's it's basically the mental mindset of of, of helping other people to succeed together with the product which will help you as well, because you, it's the amplification um, effect, which we see still, not of course in on a XML files with Excel SharePoint, but as new products come and as we help for the people to blog about it, talk about it, videos, all of that stuff, then there's the amplification as long as you keep on pushing uh, the product forward. Awesome. Thanks for sharing, Vesa. Waldek, what about you? I think I'm trying to think like, when would my, my blog start? And that was somewhere in 2007. And that was kind of the time where you would have blog from um, Andrew Connell, Corey Roth, a few other folks that you would have the SharePoint blog, I think. Uh, there was like a few other <laughs> folks. But basically there was a handful of folks, handful of folks who would blog. And it's like, like, hey, I have something new to share too and that was exactly that that was exactly that time where there weren't as many docs and yep. basically the way to learn about things would like you would either buy a book but it would only go that far because a book like has to appeal to a really broad audience if you wanted to go deep well you had to dive in a code and that was the cool yep. thing that we had the code so we could reflect we could go spelunk you know the all decompiled assemblies and all of that and that was like you could learn really tons of things that were invaluable. And then another thing that kind of positioned me in a space that wasn't as uh, broadly um, adopted then were internet sites, right? So I I would st- I think 
So I started working with SharePoint in the late 2006. I think I built my first intranet on SharePoint 2011, 12. Seriously, never touched an intranet. Like I was only working internet sites. So that kind of pushed me like around the WCM, that space. Uh, Yeah, and, and, and in that kind of having the mindset of like, you know, like back then, like lead with HTML, something you would never do in Moss, right? And kind of, trying to really make it do things it was never meant to. Uh, but that, was, that, that made for such a great adventure to be able to, you know, find things and then share them with everybody else. Because, again, like, it doesn't take anyone, anything away from me. And to be honest, like, I wasn't ever intentional about it, especially at the start. Like, I didn't have this greater ambition of, like, empowering people across the world to do things. Like, I found a thing. I want to share it with others because I see a few other folks who do that, and they help me. And I can help others back. And that was kind of it. And it's like back then my exposure was basically my workplace. And it's like, I recall like the first time I would speak at a community event. I had a stage fright like hell. Like I was like, (laughs) I was unsure like, hey, am I doing it or not? And I recall my manager back then would basically come with me. Like he would do a little little intro who we are are as a company. And that was kind of... I would be there on a stage. And I was like talking to a room of 40, 50 folks. That was the first time ever. And I still know it, like how it went. But that was kind of the first thing, like, hey, I can do this. I can share things that people find interesting and I can do more of that. So it was kind of the first effect of um, doing something in the open and then working from there and uh, going from blog post through codeplex through cks dev through building a bunch <laughs> of tools for moss for sharepoint 2010 around search in 2013 so across the years building many 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 things like like the kind of the red line through all of it being like building tools that fill in gaps for folks yeah. Oh my God! I use TKS Dev on a daily basis. You have <laughs> everybody no used TKS Dev. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I don't know if WSP Builder was before, kind of at the before. same time, yeah, 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 kind of playing together at some point. Yeah. Um, so yeah. for the folks that are listening in that have no idea what we're talking about, we are going back into time, way back, 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 back into time. <laughs> Ah, oh, that was good. Um, it, it brings it brings fond memories from uh, from my my past life of of a, of a SharePoint dev. It's it's actually it's good it's good to hear. And also, I think it's something that everybody is very um, thankful of is when you start in one tech, it doesn't mean that you cannot go elsewhere. And I think we're seeing it today a lot with people that have been transitioning or have been expanding their scope of work from I was a SharePoint dev and I loved it and I was doing on-prem and then the world changed a little and it went to the cloud then I had to learn and suffer through client-side dev. I never did that before like I don't know how to do React and all these kind of things and I remember the initial SharePoint framework discussions on oh my god you guys are going React like what's What's that? And yeah. like, imagine 2023 today asking the same question. Like, no, 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 you shouldn't. Like, it's it's just it was an amazing vision, right? In in 2016, finally. Uh, True. So it True. it was really, really, really great, great to see that. And um, I think folks can embrace more and kind of navigate their career through community because there are so many opportunities that you can. You want to learn something new. Go do Teams Dev. You want to learn something new? Go do low code, no code. You want to learn something yeah. new? Just dive deeper in something you already know, and I promise you're going to find something absolutely new in that field. And that's, I think, really encouraging for for people that have been in this community for three months, six months, or yeah. when yeah. it's six, 2006 like would be around six thousand days in the in the community. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But there's so much more, uh, let's say, opportunities, and and also we are so much more open. Uh, it's still 
every now and then I have a discussion with people and, and, and they're asking, what do you do? Well, we're running open source for Microsoft and doing things. And it's like, Microsoft open source? <laughs> it's like, no, seriously, we, we do a lot of that stuff. But people have that old mindset. And nowadays, the whole ball game and how many things you can do, the Teams development, bot framework development, power platform development, power apps, automate, SharePoint framework, and all of that. So it's a bit more scattered. So I guess the, the us who are say from a same time frame, it was a bit of a different, let's say, because it, there was only one product. There wasn't anything else. And then it exploded. And of course, there was a content management server and all of that. But it was the, the, and SQL. Yeah, sure. And there, there were a bunch sure. of other things. It's just like in our, like our world was small. It was just... Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Or, 100%. Or right? But even if you think about now the Microsoft 365 cloud or Microsoft cloud, the amount of features and capabilities is just mind-blowing. So it's oh, yeah. just awesome. It actually enables people to do more and more broadly. And, and also moving away from proprietary development models, uh, which SharePoint did at some point, helped people to then adapt on, let's say, Microsoft Craft as a standalone React application in here. Oh, my God, this is cool. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Don't have the beep on your. I don't. Wow, I that was super rare. <laughs> so he could tell passionate. Like exactly. all he has to do is to get him to talk about past. <laughs> so you've done you've done great things. Oh, the coolness of nowadays. That wasn't the past. Oh so, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have to wear like the Microsoft polo when we, yeah, we talk as Microsoft and all of that. Um, so you. You guys have, uh, I think you had like huge success in the community. You had huge success in, in, in some of the things you have done. But let's look at the other side of things. Like, I think there are things um, in life that teach you more than a great launch or a great community call. What was for both of you your biggest failure or mistakes in, in the world of community that? pushed you further to either change the way you're thinking about things or that helped you understand something critical that made you a better person, a better community member, a better human in general. I'd love to learn, and I think folks would love to learn from all your experience in that field on basically what, like, these are humans, right? Like, we're all... Yep. Well, all humans, how how can we fail and learn from these failures? I love to learn from that. And that, I know that's a curveball, right? Uh, yeah, nothing yeah, is prepared. I, mean, I, I haven't yeah. sent a script yep. to these yeah, folks. Yeah. That's fair. Um, that's fair. Now, uh, do you want to start, Valdek? No, I'm trying to, to think. Okay, like, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, you have one. <laughs> I have a one ready, go. which which is which isn't really before the Microsoft. But to be fair, uh, I I always been. How would I put it? Uh, for me, it's always uh, step back in the game, go forward, another day, uh, step by step uh, is is the, the step by step little baby, new kids on the block um, is, is funny joke, you know. Uh, but it's, it's basically go, do not let other people or things put you down and step back uh, in the game. So I, I remember when I started doing well, that's still uh, bullying, you know, always always reminds it comes back on. But I was already employed in Microsoft. My first videos uh, were in my own YouTube channel. And a well-known MVP who's no longer around. Yes, I do. Um, I haven't published anything for many, 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 many years. Let's look it up. <laughs> We're gonna put that in the show notes. We're gonna put the Vesa, Vesas uh, in the show notes. But somebody did a open attack as a blog post on why is Microsoft uh, using this person to publish YouTube videos um, and and sharing his knowledge uh, because he doesn't know how to pronounce it English, and that leaves a mark. And that's like. Oh, I'm just trying to learn to do the right thing and sharing my knowledge and not in the writing, because writing is actually easy. Uh, speaking and presenting and doing videos, it's much, much, much harder because, again, there's the pronunciation and all of that stuff. And, and yes, it wasn't certainly perfect at the time, and it's not perfect currently either. Uh, but it's, it's basically openly attacking 
you for sharing your knowledge and with videos which i was actually recording on my own time not on the company time even so but it's it's like no this no this is not this is something which we cannot stand and that actually made a lot of like well that's the I'm luckily able to transform that kind of a negative feedback as a positive energy uh, to push forward. Uh, so when somebody is pushing or providing negative things, typically that means that, okay, now we're hitting on the right curve and let me go double down. Um, so, and that's part of, of course, growing up and learning how to deal with the feedback. Uh, but it's it's something which we hopefully all learn to deal with because, you know, there's always some people who provide negative feedback and try to push you down um, and don't let them get back in the game next day. Yeah, or worse comes to worse, just ignore them. Like yep, be, trash, true. Be, pa- be passionate about what you do and, and have trust in yourself. Exactly. If you get one like, exactly. it means that you already impacted one person, which is already yep. better than zero. Precisely. So Precisely. Um, it's, it's yeah, hard. Like, yeah, and I guess it also takes, you know, it takes th- thick skin, right? Sure. You need to grow a fixed Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And but 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 I think also that if if we look back, like so, I'm seeing. I, I think uh, that's how your first video is from eight years back, nine years back. Even there you go. I think a lot has changed. <laughs> in no, I need to <laughs> Yeah. Like we're looking at you. We're all over your. You, wow. Like, we're gonna like your all videos, and you'll be the number one. You invented shorts already before there were shorts. Um, but. <laughs> I think in the past nine years, a lot has changed, right? Like if I look even back, if I look back at who were MVPs nine years back, 10 yep. years back, 12 years back, it was a way different group than it is now. Like True. now it's more diverse, broad, bringing different ideas, perspective, cultures. And I think that also helps everyone to grow and feel a part of the community as opposed to yep. having like, I don't fit because I am not X, Y, and Z. Right. Yep. So I think that that has been a huge change towards making it more approachable for everyone, really. And that leading that to, and I'm mean, sure, like there are still, you know, bad apples who throw like remarks that it was like, how on earth, like, why? What, why what are you trying? Why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why? Like, if, if that's how you choose to spend your energy, I pity you. But, yes, exactly. Right? But yeah, like we have these folks, but again, like these are more of exceptions now, whereas I yes. think bigger audience is really diverse and welcoming group. And really, yep. it's a place for everybody. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Folks, we are um, episode 200. Great achievement. Still want to participate in episode 300. So <laughs> if I want to come back in two-ish None years. Of None of the hook. Uh, um, <laughs> where do you think the community will be in at episode 300? What's your purview on, like your vision on, on where the community is, is headed? How do you think this is going to shape uh, not only the community members, but even the market in itself. Where, where, where do you think? What do you think you guys will be doing in in episode two ninety nine? What what's going to be different than it is from today? What we will be doing in episode two ninety nine? Thinking, oh yeah, we need to get Seb next week. We totally forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting. So if you look at the past few years, and I think we already uh, talked about it, like uh, our space going really broad. Like in the past, it was SharePoint, it was C Sharp. You wanted to build on it. You had to be on Windows, VS, like that was your your world. Nowadays, you can build on Linux, uh, C Sharp, TypeScript, JavaScript. Yep. You can build in React and Angular, right? So, but it's also, it's going way, way, way in breadth. But that also comes at expense of depth. Right, because it's so broad, like people get exposed to so many things and everybody wants to know everything about everything. I think there are fewer experts and that dilutes a bit, uh, I think, the kind of what binds us really. Like if I look back, what was really the glue within community? Like the 
you know, the painful experiences of overcoming the thing that didn't work great in product. And then we would walk together and and sweat and finding out ways around it. And we would kind of share the same pain. Like we come to a community meetup, right? And it's like, oh yeah, that thing is so hard. It's like, and everybody kind of would nod. And now it's like nine out of 10 times, somebody's talking about something. It's like, I didn't know I could do this, right? Because sure. it's so broad. So I think over the last few years, we've seen a lot of that community growing in breadth because of the sheer scale that we have of our offerings in a cloud. And that's being N365, but also on Azure. Like Azure yep. is a beast of itself with all the, the things you can do on it. But again, that leads to like uh, folks being more exposed to it in breadth, but being maybe less expert in depth in a single thing. And that also, I think it's, it is, um negative thing to uh community because it gives us your common pains to to bond around but i think that we will see a renaissance of that i think that we will see a comeback where we we will see that we're kind of going towards the extremes of being like detached and being interested but having a little in common because again of the uh the diverse uh, things that that we uh, we work with, but I think that we will be coming back. I think that pe- people will realize it and they will crave for that connection, and we will see more and more and more tight knit groups focusing on uh, whether that will be specific way of work, specific text, specific things, just to be able to you know find your own tribe. Yeah, I think that finding your own tribe is a, is a good. I'll come back on that one in a second. For, but for sure, um, I, I would most likely will talk about more about Microsoft Cloud rather than Microsoft 365, especially if we if we only focus on if we take the developer and platform side of the house, it's going to be expanding to be like Microsoft Cloud. So Azure will be more present. Um, I know Seb is you're representing Microsoft Graph organization, and that's a really great actually thing that Graph is getting more present in Azure rather than just only being a side small step inside of Microsoft 365 because again it's all connected to the same Azure AD so it's still so widely let's say connected but it's broad Um, but then finding your tribe is such a fundamental thing you you want to find the similar minded people you want to find the people who you who have similar let's say approach to life approach to community approach to thing you want to people want to relate on let's say they want to have participate in open source projects where they're being valued outside of their day-to-day work if they have an opportunity to do that because again then you get to do networking and connecting to new people and all of that stuff so and that's where the tribes tribe mentality for sure comes from and i'm i'm pretty sure that as part of the, I, I completely agree that we'll probably see, now we're heading to, it's a pendulum move. So too much flexibility, too much, and then we're gonna head back to another direction. And then that's gonna spin up additional set of open source community efforts, which hopefully will be highly successful. Um, I don't think the open source and community side will never, or the open source projects and all of that will never go away, but it would be cool to see also Microsoft being a bit more broadly, let's say, connected and involved in them. Uh, so for yeah, Microsoft- Three out of three in this call. I, I know, I know. Three out <laughs> of three in this call connection. are 100% <laughs> part of the community and in open source, but it's not yet seen as de facto thing in many of the organizations. So .NET Foundation is a good example of a uh, open source first, and they established a large enough organization and a foundation where they have external people running the show, and Microsoft is just, you know, coordinating or watching on site and, and helping. Even then, right? Like even there, .NET wasn't open source for many years. It didn't That's start true. open source. That's true, 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 100%. But there was a decision to make a oh, yeah. significant investment to that movement. And that wasn't a like a three person making that decision. It, it was a much larger organization who made that right. decision. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost 100% more than one three. That's true. Um, <laughs> But I, I think that's that's something what I would love to have a bit more, uh, and hopefully we will be there within two years and uh, within Microsoft 365 area, which is basically as in not just consider, hey, it's in GitHub, now it's open source. No, that's, that's not the case. Do open source and community work in open source in GitHub together with the community, not just say add an issue list when you find something. No, that's, that's not open source. That's That's 
that's a one-way street. Um, so if we would actually make it a bit more integrated, but that would require uh, more understanding and more funding and more coordination, more commitment from Microsoft organization sites towards joint goals. So that's an interesting thing. And Seb, now that we have you here as a PM, like you're managing a product or suite of things at Microsoft, right? How have you seen the last few years, if at all, change kind of community becoming customer within a product? Community being in like as a full on par part of the way you built a product? Well, I, I think it, it comes back to exactly what Vesa was saying around we need to be committed. We need to be funded. We need to be driven around this community. Around, I'm going to even come back to tribe. Around this tribe. Yet when you're building for a product or a series of features for customers, if these customers are not part of your decision-making process, you're basically doing the, the product for yourself, expecting yep. that the customers will like it. Um, and maybe, I don't know, I was not part of that Microsoft that was uh, potentially shipping like this. But today, all the products that I'm a part of, we have very, very close relationship with partners where we, we, we have like interviews with them, where we have customer research, where we actually have them part of even the design process of our, of our tools. And that is really part of what Microsoft is shipping. But what is also interesting is how we are also listening to how customers are finding gaps in in the solutions we build. And we look at these gaps and say, you know what? This is brilliant. Let's try to work together into bringing that back into the product and making it available to all the customers. A good example of this is this week we have the the Hack Together Week. And we even have like PRs in our .NET SDK repo that really simplifies some of the things you can do with graph. So yep. how we're learning that, right? from the uh, exactly it's it's great. So how can we really make the the shift is you need to you need to be em, like you need empathy for that customer and that customer needs to teach yep. you things while you teach them things and that's really how it makes and we're building internal external communities some are private communities to help shape the future of a product because it's very strategic. But on the other side, when we're hearing on a community call that these and these and these features will be very much required for one of my product, what happens is I listen, I log this, and we start thinking about this. So the community is not just part of, as a community member, a way to, to collaborate with your tribe it's also a way if Microsoft is part of that tribe, Microsoft and other other companies, right, uh, are getting as much uh, as much as you put in, we put we we get that back in. And that's why we also put yep. it back in. That's why we host these calls. Is is yep. is to be able to create that forum to really create a, a sentiment and a, a feel of bond with everybody together, just to be better. Absolutely, I and, so. that, and I don't think that's going to go away. We're going to probably see even more and more and more investments on in those areas within upcoming years, for sure. So, absolutely, I see that. Well, folks, we are at time. I wanted to thank you so much for two things: first, for spending half an hour with me, uh, bouncing uh, questions, putting you off guard for some of them. I really, really uh, want to thank you for that. But I, on behalf of the community. Uh, and on behalf of um, everybody uh, that works in in that um, ecosystem in the community, I want to thank you so much for um, the hard work that you put in the PMP Weekly and all the extracurricular things around the community. I think it's um, um, great for you're great at celebrating the community. I think now as a community, I want to celebrate uh, both of you and all the artisans that exist uh, in that space. Um, thanks for what you do. Thanks for who you are. Vesa, congrats on the 6,000 day uh, at Microsoft. I don't know how many years that is, but that's 6,000. It's a very well round number. I'm just curious, what was the version of Windows when you joined Microsoft? 
There was no. Uh, we were. It's. It must have been XP because then the Vista came and it was too heavy for the laptop which I had from Microsoft. <laughs> well, oh, Microsoft no. being Microsoft in that case back then. <laughs> exactly. uh, so, well, happy that you 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 are still um, leading all of these community efforts. Um, thank you so much. You want to have one last word each of you Waldeck Vesa for uh, the folks watching at home and been fighting them to your 201 episode because this one is just like, <laughs> full of nothing good value right fast forward, fast forward to articles right uh, no. um, it's I don't often or not at all really give it a thought like how far we've come and like we've been doing this this for four years more than that already like wow time flies right like I don't really count that I don't reminisce like huh where is it that we're coming from where is it that we want to go it's just exactly that like showing up uh, time and again every week uh, here to basically bring up others and and show everybody the cool things that they do so for one I'd like to thank everybody who listens to us ramble uh every week about things some more interesting than others but really uh having a look at everything else that other folks build and that we happen to be in a place to be able to share that right so really again thank you for being a part of the community being the listeners the watchers and again if there is anything with which we can help no matter how small or trivial or quirky do reach out because we are here to help you and work with with you to to grow. Cool. I want to say thank you, Chris Kent, for for coming up with the idea of PMP Weekly uh, back in the time. Uh, it was originally Chris Kent's idea. <laughs> Chris Kent <laughs> and <Mickey. laughs> <laughs> He didn't horses. have a time to start running that, but it was a great idea. Chris Kent has been really fundamental on the idea and brainstorming some of the community efforts, what we do behind the scenes. And Chris isn't just storytelling around the warrior horses. He does a lot of the stuff behind the scenes. More to Chris than the eye, you mean? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, uh, like you said, well, thank everybody for sharing things and sharing is caring. So please keep on sharing what you know and please keep on letting people to know um, how to make things happen. So sharing is caring. Awesome. Well, thanks, folks. Have a good one and onwards for 4,000 more episodes, please. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> thanks, Ep. We'll We'll jump on the weekly articles from here. Cheers. <laughs> Yes, thank you. And excellent. Um, welcome back, Waldek. Oh my God, what an interview! <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> now uh, let's uh, let's jump directly to the articles, and we can chat a bit on the after the articles. But let's cover these two. Uh, let's not deep dive all of them because there's quite a few of them again. Uh, but call out the cool things, what's happening. So first of all, uh, on the Microsoft 365 blog, um, this is kind of the primary, how would I say, primary marketing blog. Is that the right way of saying this? Maybe it is. I guess so. There's quite a few. There's actually multiple Microsoft 365 blogs, which is a bit of a confusing. But this is the primary one under the Microsoft.com. Um, and this kind of a summary on what's new on happening. Well, it's not kind of a summary. It is the summary of what's new <laughs> happening in Microsoft 365. <laughs> so calling out the individual specific articles, for example, related on Teams Premium and, and the value that um, provides and the videos and calling out the different capabilities and functions, Viva Engage, Viva Connections, our Yammer Future and all of that. So what's kind of the latest in here? Key pointers. And then uh, in the individual blogs, we had a blog post uh, in the Microsoft Teams related on rapidly deploy Microsoft Teams at scale at, to empower your frontline workforce. Um, and this is obviously a big focus area uh, within the Microsoft as well. So it's, of course, information workers and um, what are the information workers? Is that a right way of saying that? People who work towards the computers, in front of computers, is, is still a big part of our uh, customer and uh, customers as well. But then frontline workforce is a big focus area. Uh, so people can then use mobile phones as their primary channel as they engage together with or uh, co corporate or whatever devices, exactly. or VR exactly. or whatever else they use, yeah. Absolutely. And this this blog post kind of uh, focuses on the key assets on doing this at scale and, and fast possible uh, within the organization. Really, really cool stuff as well. Then there was a classic monthly summary on the Microsoft Teams. Again, 
what's new in Microsoft Teams in February 2023. So again, many things happen across the board. And these articles are a really great way to have like one place to go to and get an overview of what's new in the past month regarding yep. new features, new abilities. Uh, so it's a great way to catch up what has changed so that you are up to speed. Absolutely, 100%. Really, really cool stuff. Then we had a blog post uh, in the Microsoft 365 blog, the other one, uh, on Microsoft 365 Admin Digest, February 2023. Basically, summary again on changes in the admin side of the Microsoft 365. Um, so what's happening there, the message center, the messaging, the callouts, all of that stuff. So really, really cool uh, as well. Then there's a summary on this one. It's actually interesting. I'll talk about this one a bit. So on the Microsoft Syntex side, which might be a bit confusing, um, uh, we released a SharePoint Asset Management add-on, and this is a premium offering, which provides capabilities for administrative operations and capabilities for co larger companies to manage their deployments more efficiently. Now, it's all bundled under the Microsoft Syntex, uh, which is kind of the Uber brand, so to say, for all of this administrative content management, uh, fine-tuned, optimized AI-fused, Document management systems. Is that a good way? That that sounds really good. <laughs> okay. But uh, last week, uh, the SharePoint Advanced Management add-on uh, basically GA'd with a um, additional set of capabilities, uh, which are helping large customers and and mid-sized and large customers to manage their uh, deployments more efficiently. And that's kind of a really cool set of new features and capabilities uh, available. Now, then are we on the Microsoft 365 developer blog site? And there was a few news as well. Exactly. We have a pre-release of Teams Toolkit for Visual Studio Code 5.0. So um, last year, we released a the version 4 into GA, meaning Toolkit is the fastest way for you to create Teams apps. And now we're we kind of, the team revs more based on feedback, input, additional ideas. Uh, they're bringing up uh, early preview of version 5.0 with new improvements, abilities. So definitely if you have, if you are interested, check it out because it brings some really cool improvements that will make it easier for you to uh, include toolkit in more uh, processes and the way you work. Again, giving you that fastest way to build Teams apps. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's cool to see the investments in here from the Visual Studio side for sure. Now you probably want to talk about this one as well, the Microsoft Developer Proxy V0.5. Yes, exactly. So following up on our monthly release uh, pace, we released new version of Microsoft Graph Developer Proxy version 0.5, which is the easiest and probably the only way for you to simulate those elusive errors like 429, 500s on APIs that you don't own and see how your apps are going to handle them. And the cool thing is you can do it for Microsoft Graph, but also for any other API in the world. And in this new um, version, we ship a few improvements like the ability to record request logs. And Right now, it seems a basic thing or like abstract, like why would I do it? Well, for one, maybe after you ran proxy, you wanna have summary, like overview of what different calls um, your application has done to graph or to other APIs, right? Yep. We And we will use that ability to ship new features along some other exciting areas as well. We also, de or we shortened the name. So in the past, you would need to type MS Graph dash developer dash proxy to run it. Now it's just MGDP. So it's yep. also like saving keystrokes, saving times, basically overall making it easier for you to use it and going on, on the pace on trying to bring more um, features to make proxy a more valuable tool that helps you test your apps and deploy them to production with confidence. Yep, absolutely. Really, really cool. And and please keep on keep the feedback coming so that people know what you actually need and, and the suggestions and all of that. Now, there was also an update from Gino Boselli uh, related on introducing apps in Microsoft Teams channel meeting, uh, which is now generally available. And this basically means as, as you have, at least we do, a lot of Microsoft Teams channel meetings. Now you can actually have applications and apps used within those channel meetings as well. Those meetings are a bit different than technically than the, the Outlook, normal Outlook meetings. And that's why there has been a, a rollout 
sequence on getting everything aligned. So really, really cool to have this available. Um, now we're getting to the moment where the app meetings, meeting apps are getting more broadly available, which is great. So we can start seeing more additional usage on them, which is awesome. There was also a, a blog post related on new Microsoft Craft Planner API capabilities, which are now available. Um, so basically, just an update on, on what's available on that APIs and, and like application permissions, um, which is super, 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 super important uh, and widely requested feature uh, for the APIs. Um, I, I think well, I'm watching Waldeck here on the side, but any API should have both the conceptual user API permission, but then it has, should have also the application permission because, yes. you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, basically for anything we build, like first we need the APIs and then yes. the APIs need to be able for app only and on behalf of... User uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right? Yeah. So that people that, can use these, these APIs to extend our or to build on top of our work yep. and automate some uh, um, work around it too. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So really, really cool. Now, then there was a, a monthly summary on the SharePoint side, right? Yes, SharePoint roadmap hits of February 2023. And in this episode, Mark Cashman is talking to, if you stop scrolling, I will be able Shashan, to read it. Shashamani? Shashamani, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's a similar kind of a monthly summary where we call out all of the things which are evolving. Now, the, the thing to call out here is that even though it says SharePoint monthly summary, uh, SharePoint is actually behind a lot of things like Viva Topics is empowered by SharePoint. So therefore, we're surfacing all of the different capabilities across the Microsoft 365 stack. Microsoft Stream is powered by SharePoint. It's actually one of these things. <laughs> SharePoint is surprise, surprise under uh, and behind of so many things uh, uh, on their capabilities. So that's why you actually have this more broader summary uh, on what's happening across Microsoft 365 areas. Really, really cool. On the Power Platform uh, Power Platform side, there was a Power Automate blog post around automate workflows with Power Automate connector for updates in Microsoft Teams. Uh, so really, really cool um, additional updates on those connector capabilities, which we provide out of the box. Um, so this, there's always new scenarios, and I want to hook into that event. Um, could yes. I do something there? Um, and that's basically this, is we're adding additional connector events where you can spin up Power Automate to actually do things, which is really, really cool. For that, and then we had an update on RPA automation with desktop flow activity. What is this? Exactly. So <laughs> when you use RPA, which is the remote process automation, I guess. Yep. Yep. That's, that's right. So when you use it, you want in the end insights on the runs of your flows. Well, now you will get that, right? So you will get more insight yep. into the flows you run on RPA, what's working, what's not, where, and so forth and so on, so that you can understand where things work correctly and where they need improvement. So this is like a highly desirable and asked for feature, no matter what you build. Like whenever there's an ability for me to build or extend something, I want to know if that works or, or right or yes. not, right? So it's 100%. a typical, typical thing. Now I have to call out here, and this is a bit of a bummer from Microsoft side. We do not actually call out what is RPA. Uh, so, so there's a some level of assumption for the writer of this blog post, which again, it's partly understandable because um, you kind of live in that bubble that everybody knows what is an RPA, which isn't necessarily always the case. Uh, so, just a interesting observation um, and a cute reminder for anybody who's writing that please remember, people who read your stuff are not always up to date on the terminology so yeah it's first the acronyms and then definition like what is it exactly right so in Correct. this case basically, basically imagine you have an app a desktop app that doesn't have an api and you want to automate something around it well yeah. you can run agent on windows that will automate that will communicate with the desktop app to automate actions around it so so that's yep. for all the things you have you run which don't have an api yep absolutely Pretty, really cool. And then uh, on the Power App side, there was an update around pipelines in Power Platform, uh, which is now generally available. So basically, um, previously, like two months ago or so, we announced that they're in preview. Now they're generally available, and you can start um, using them uh, more in the production as well. Really, really cool. It's great to see the level of innovation and investment, and so making things too. more mature. Yeah. And the pace is, yeah, pace is really, really awesome as well. Now on the 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 Microsoft 365 Power Platform community blog, we had an awesome blog post from Bob German related on who be building a Houston, Houston, 
Who's next? Teams meeting and fit fluid framework and the live sharing SDK. Technically, this is a showcase of technologies, so the fluid framework and the live share SDK. Um, and they with uh, Rabia and Rabia Williams, and they have a video where they showcase this application as well. So it's a really, really cool scenario on taking advantage of those technologies within your application as well. And it's actually pretty cool. Like we use that in our meetings uh, um, in our team too, because like yeah. how often is that like you ask for an update in a, in a team and then either everybody goes at once or nobody says anything. So like now, yeah. like you have the sure. ability to basically and the person is next and now that person is next and it doesn't always have to be like, yeah, in my upper left, there is you, but for you, there's somebody else. And it's always this yeah. random, this mess of how do you organize the turns? Well, yeah. now you have an app for that. Absolutely, really, really cool stuff. And, and it's, of course, available as a sample. And so you can download that and start using that and learning from that existing sample. So awesome work, uh, Bob and Rabia on this one. Really, really cool. Now, there was also a blog post from Mark Cashman in his Cashbox uh, uh, with a K um, uh, blog platform, Cashbox. Cash, cash. Uh, create a playlist to share your video and audio files in Microsoft 365 really focuses more on kind of an end user and administrative capabilities within uh, SharePoint, well, well, actually end users and editor capabilities within SharePoint. Uh, so how do you create playlists and how do you actually take advantage of the Microsoft list and stream on SharePoint to make things happen? So really, really cool uh, video which has actually already thousands of views, which is pretty, really cool. Um, and a summary on, on what, what actually can be done. So really, really cool. Thank you mark on this one. Then there was a blog post from uh, Dan, 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 what's Dan's? Ah, Dan, Dan Toft. Toft. Yes. It's in the URL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> So protecting your Azure functions using an Azure uh, Azure AD. Well, why would you do this, Valdek? Well, this is a typical, this is such a basic requirement. Like you build yes. an API for work for your app and you don't want it to be anonymous, right? You don't want anybody to be able to call it. And while yep. you might expose it with a function, well, maybe you want to do something and on behalf of the person who's using the app and calling the API. So you kind of want to preserve identity of that person Hence, you want to secure the API with AAD so that you will have the yeah. same token that is used by the person in your app coming all the way through to your API so that then you can use the same thing to, for example, get, get a token to Microsoft Graph or some other APIs that you might have. So this is yep. really a common scenario. And it's great to see uh, the walkthrough step-by-step, step, including how you would call that, I guess, in SPFX. That was also- Yeah, from SPFX solution. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. So it's not just how do I secure the Azure function, but okay, now that it's secured, how do I call do it I, from Microsoft Teams well, or from Viva or yes, exactly. Here, right? Get get it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is the moment. This is the location where we put the token. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, then uh, we had name, 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 name. Okay, so we can't find the name. One second, Vala, who of course, Valeras and Narbudas um, had a blog post uh, related on tip of the day, uh, displaying multi-language, language, multilingual, multi-language content. So basically uh, it's it's the fact that you can um, control and get access on the base content and languages, and then you are able to do a case sensitive double checking if you want to translate something uh, to a specific language uh, using this level of a code. So you're able to do that, detect what is the current context of the, uh, of the language, and then based on that, that change the behavior. Of course, there are certain capabilities with SPFX, um, uh, which you can actually do this natively with a JSON file as well, but every now and then you might need to be able to do that as well. Yeah. Chris O'Brien had an interesting AI-related blog post. Exactly, how you would call ChatGPT slash GPT-3 from Power Apps and Power Automate using the Azure Open AI. So this is like, that that has been in the news, like ChatGPT, um, generative AI and all that, or generative LLM, should I say, uh, like that has been in the news for the last few weeks, like it's been a hot topic, right? Yep. Um, and in this article, like Chris shows, how you can use the same abilities from Power Apps and Power Automate. So um, another way to integrate that into different things that you might build for work. Yeah, 
really, really cool stuff. Thank you, Chris, on that one. And it's super detailed, again, uh, summary on, on how to make things happen. Marcus Miller from Avenade had a blog post around remove user consent from Azure AD enterprise application service principle with Microsoft Graph. So basically manipulating things uh, when you are granting the permissions for application. And by default, there's the user context always available. And I, I think that's the default entry, which is always there. And he talks about how do you actually get rid of it? How do you change the needed permissions? And, and how do you adjust that setting using the Microsoft Craft? So really, really cool stuff as well. Thank you, Marcus, on that. Now, uh, then uh, we have three, three, let me repeat, three, 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 three from Shao Ferreira. Uh, so he's blocking a lot and sharing a lot of, lot of awesome stuff. So first of all, first one was hands-on SharePoint site, which is building a SharePoint interactive with ChatGPT and Bing branding modern sites. Uh, really cool blog post related on how we built those experiences and, and branded sites and how can we use ChatGPT to give us some insights and examples and, and content. Uh, is that the thing? Now I'm actually confused. Where's ChatGPT? No, actually that's for the content, if I remember correctly. No. If you search on a page, head GPT. Sometimes it's written with a space and sometimes it's not. So you got to find different occurrences, yeah. So basically using ChatGPT to tell us the different options of doing branding, for example, in the SharePoint and then adjusting that based on the ChatGPT. So cool. Uh, and then uh, he also had a formatting group to list headers with user profile pictures. And so how would we, as we format the views in the Microsoft lists, we're, we're able to start adjusting uh, how do we render things um, and adding their information. So thank you for that, sharing sharing that no code solution for doing things, right? Right, classic. No, no code. code. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> And then uh, the last no one is what's new for <laughs> what's new for Microsoft. We want the February 2023 summary and basically just calling out the different announcements what we have been as Microsoft has been having and doing in February related on Microsoft Viva. So thank you for that. Stuff like Viva Connection is available and now on iPad. So we do have a tablet experience G8 for Viva Connection, which is really really cool as well. Um, final uh, rounds. We're turning on the final run. Uh, what is it? Final curve. Corner, corner, what is it? Final, you're running on. I have no you know. idea what you're talking about, so I can. Okay, fine. <laughs> can you please speak English? Straight, the final straight? Yeah, final last straight. Last corner of the track, Turn, like you Turning in last corner. F1. Yes. <laughs> Uh, message Chances Show had a new episode 274. Uh, really, these are really, really valuable. Uh, where Daniel and Daryl go uh, through all of the latest uh, message center posts and then also analyze what it actually means in practice. Uh, new message recall in Exchange uh, online rolling out one drive favorite, unfavorite files and sent to Kindle feature shipping. That's actually really cool. Wasn't aware of that feature. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. And then three videos. Shane uh, had a, a video related on meeting follow-ups and invites with the Power Apps and Automate. So um, basically using the Power Apps and Automate for benefiting of those summaries and agreements and all of that stuff uh, related on meetings. Thank you for that. Really, really cool stuff. Um, Paolo Pialorsi had a new episode as well, episode 240, uh, creating planner plans with buckets and tasks using Microsoft Power Automate. That's actually pretty wow. cool as well. Yeah, it is. Now that we have the API, you can automate exactly uh, uh, things, right? So it only yes. shows like how many new scenarios get are available. The API in place. API. <laughs> exactly, get the API in place. So <laughs> partners will love you. Have an API. <laughs> And then the final uh, video is from Daniel Christian related on Power Automate uh, for desktop PDF creation using Word templates and a really cool scenario as well. Um, so from a Word template then using the, the Power Automate desktop to generate the PDF files. Uh, now, technically, of course, you could save a Word document as a PDF, but, but again, then you could do additional automation and connections and collecting things and all of that as with the power automate. Yeah, so and probably another way around, like once you have the Word doc, you can use Graph API to convert that word into a PDF, right? Correct. Word doc. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So really, really cool stuff. Good, good. That's all of the articles this week. Next week, episode 201. Yes, and the week <laughs> after, 202. <laughs> True. Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> cool.
before. Um, I guess uh, uh, anything special to say? Basically, episode 200 <laughs> rendered you speechless, which never happens. <laughs> we Finns, we are silent. <laughs> yes, it, it, it only took us 200 episodes to get you quiet. <laughs> yes. As you can see, I'm quiet, silent. Yes. Completely silent. <laughs> It is, I was putting this in the, in the social media today. It is also my 6,000th uh, day being employed in Microsoft. So, How would you know? How, how do you know? Because like, I can imagine anniversaries that we track internally are the one, the two, the five years, and you will get crystal from 12 yep. and a half, yep. I guess, or 12, or whatever the numbers are. Uh, so you get a crystal in 5, five. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So it's basically five oh, years. Oh, you still have a quite, quite a few to... Yeah, yeah. so I've, I've, I'm in a... That's 15 with Sunpack. So that's not yeah, nothing, you know. Jeez. But that's already one and a half years ago, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, the 6,000 yeah. came, I, I, I had no idea, to be honest. Uh, but there was a, a, a private uh, dev kitchen for a selected group of partner under NDA. And in that dev kitchen, the group PM was basically saying, hey, blah, 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 I'm blah, blah, blah. And guess what? Uh, I have one week to the 6,000 days employed by Microsoft. And I'm like, okay, that's... Interesting. How would you? Hey, wait a minute. So when have I started? And it's like, oh, same day. Interesting. Chad GPT. <laughs> how many days passed since that day? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, ah, it is what it is. So, anyway, that has changed. At least the six thousand days uh, working in Microsoft has changed the, the silent fin. You know, it's no longer silent. It made you talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, finally. <laughs> Cool. But it, anyway, yeah. Any 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 last kind of a conclusions? Two hundred episode. As I said, we never had well, a plan. We just well, yeah, exactly. Started doing and, things, and the time the time flew right because I I think we started when I was still in my previous job. I've been at Microsoft already almost two and a half years now, and I have Which no idea like when wow. where the time went. Yeah. Well, time it's, flies when you're having fun. So. Exactly. Like for one, I'm not bored. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Every day there's something like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something new and exciting, and you learn things, yes. and you learn about things, and you learn about yes. people and from people. It's yep. Yeah, it's really really cool. cool. So. Anyway, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, please give us feedback um, if you have any suggestions on on the visitors. If you want to be a visitor, um, just let us know. Actually, so um, let's see how many Invite candidates we get. To our show. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we should but have. Please. Maybe we should have. I don't know a kind of, kind of form or something people can send. But that's too official, isn't it? That bureaucracy. No, like you, you don't need, like it can be anonymous form. You know, submit to say maybe you that's don't fair. want to. I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. That's actually really smart. Let's do that starting from episode 201. Uh, feedback form and a suggestions and signing up for the, the show form. <laughs> episode. Yes. Anything and everything you want to share with us, whether it's article, yes. whether it's a sample, your work, your colleagues. Maybe you want to sum submit for us to invite yeah. your good colleagues point. on the show. Good point. Good point. Really good. That's a great idea. Thank you for the feedback, Walter. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Cool. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. And depending on the format, what you're using, uh, we actually do see more and more people using the podcast rather than the video, which is, I guess, it's understandable. Um, it's it's good to have both options available. And uh, now that we're no longer in pandemic uh, situation, and uh, people seem to have commute times, and that's when people are listening a lot of this podcast as well. But thanks, everybody. Keep the feedback coming. We're not going to go away. So we'll be here. We'll be here always. Maybe not always. That's deep. On the on the very deep and uh, thoughtful note. See you next week, folk. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Bye.